so you know yeah a lot of those a lot of the stuff we talked about i i i listened to a bit but i kind of moved on like i actually it was funny enough we <laughs> it didn't make it to the podcast but we talked about uh yacht rock so i, I threw on a little bit of yacht rock <laughs> ah. I, was, I was listening to some uh some michael mcdonald and some some hollow notes and I, f- I found a dope playlist of um like shoegaze and dream pop do you ever listen to nah no nah, what's that when you so you know when shoegaze is let's see i'm trying to think of a band you might know that uh falls in like cocktoo twins okay yeah yeah so like that like really dreamy ethereal type stuff yeah uh i <laughs> had this really funny conversation with uh with patrick our friend patrick who uh will i'm sure make it onto the podcast at some point uh benedictbeerblog.com for those interested uh he does run a beer blog that is amazing yeah uh, he's hilarious so we intend on bringing him in on this sometime but yeah he he was he we, i forget how it started but we started talking about oasis uh, and he was like, oh, he, he said his wife was like, oh, I'm sure, I bet that Wonderwall was the first song Brian learned how to play on guitar, which was not true, <laughs> uh, which was not the case. Um, I actually didn't learn that until later on. But the first songs I learned were uh, Today by Smashing Pumpkins and uh, Not a Surf, the song Popular. I remember Not a Surf. Yeah, not a surf was random as hell. Uh, but a friend of mine who started playing guitar before me taught me the the really simple guitar riff. I, of course, when I first got my guitar, decided like I'm gonna I'm gonna go from zero to hundred. I'm gonna learn how to play Hendrix songs. That that didn't go so well at first. I know if, I know a few now, but like I got to brush up on it. I mean, one of the things during quarantine is I've played around a little bit. I'm starting to try to get the calluses back. But right now. Um, Right now, if I if I slapped a baby high five, it might leave a mark on my hands. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you need to get those, get those we, fingers strengthened up again. Yeah. Has, has your has your uh, listening habits changed at all since last time, or what have you been listening to since we talked? Well, man, you're you know I gotta say like you were pretty prophetic when you were picking Curtis Mayfield because um you know as it turns out. You know, Kamala, she came in uh, with <laughs> moving on up, you know, to that. My, my, my old boss. Um, not moving on up. That's the Jeffersons. No. That's a great segue, though, into what we're doing today, but we're not there yet. R.I.P. Jeanette Dubois. Yes, R.I.P. Jeanette Dubois. R.I.P. Sherman Helmsley. Yeah. Um, R.I.P. Sherman Helmsley's character in another sitcom that we're going to talk about a little bit later. Mm. Uh <laughs> After Will Smith told him to drop dead. <laughs> um, but no, yeah, I, no, hey, how about that, Greg? One episode in, we're already the most influential podcast in the game. I tell you, shouts out to uh, Kamala and Joey B, uh, everybody listening to us. <laughs> yep. At some point, it'll get around to them, hopefully. Yes. We'll vote for you, and then we're going to challenge the fuck out of you. Get ready for it. (laughs) Hashtag anybody but this bullshit right now. This is a freebie, right? (laughs) This will get so much better when Greg and I are able to record in the same place. 
but uh but yeah so oh yeah so you know going into the podcast like we mentioned those of you that maybe didn't didn't read the title we're gonna talk about some sitcoms today some funny ass shit funny motherfuckers what song is that it's not i just made it up you just made it up (laughs) all right well (laughs) license free (laughs) <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, yeah. That's what happens, folks. We don't have enough money for sound packs for drum rolls. We're stuck with Greg making up jingles. Yeah, man. Look at this. This is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> so, Greg, um, you know, for those that may not have listened last week, yeah, let's tell them how we do it. How's that? Go ahead. Yeah, you let them know. Let them know. You you take the reins. You do this. Well, you know, like it's like a great cloud. I'll take the reins. Uh, oh, Jesus. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Um, for those of you that are new to the podcast, which is pretty much 98% of you, because it's a new podcast, uh, what we've got is we call this our starting five. Now, starting five is more of like a basketball term. So what a starting five is, is a team of five athletes that the coach entrusts to begin a game. You know, every basketball team starts off a game with their own starting five. But what we do here is we pick our starting five, but in different topics. We have our starting five for last week's episode, which was songs about hope. We also have starting five today about sitcoms. And, you know, we have different topics. It covers video, it covers places, food, uh, all kinds of things that we can list our starting five on. So welcome. You know, we're glad to have you. So, yeah. So be yeah. man. Like, well, um, after we do the starting five, though, we're going to throw out our bench. Yes. So we're going to do the ones that didn't quite make the cut that we're not going to talk about as in depth, but we'll want to bring up just as, you know, some, some of the ones that we, we just want to mention that we really like. Uh, then we're going to talk about cuts, that terrible, whack, bullshit, Greg. That's what we're going to do. Why do you associate me with that? <laughs> Come on, Greg. You, you got you to gotta get on here and start slandering. Oh, uh, I know. Like, uh, I didn't I get too much for a bench. You know, I was like, just picking people that almost made it instead of just ones that I hated. So, yeah, I know. But I mean, with the cuts, it's like, you know, whatever. I mean, don't take it personal. If, if, if we, I know for a fact on this one that at least one of my cuts is really fucking popular. A lot yeah. of people love, but it just don't vibe for me. And if you have a problem with that, you can, you can drop us an email, the league starting five spelled out at gmail.com. Don't type in spelled out. That won't get to us. <laughs> yes. We already got we we've already gotten hate mail. We've already gotten mail from from people yeah. saying we suck. Actually, good friend a good friend of mine telling us that we suck. Yeah, let's give and, her a that was cool. And I had another good friend say I curse too much, so fuck that. Um, <laughs> so it means we have to curse more. <laughs> um, we gotta get Luke on here, you know. <laughs> yeah. All right. So Greg, you actually chose the topic this week. So how? So explain sitcoms. What are we talking about? We what? have our whole like starting five, each of us for sitcoms. And this is like a super, I guess you could say thick topic, you know, because there've been sitcoms like our whole lives and even beyond. 
our whole lives. So we're talking about sitcoms that are not only like in the recent, more popular times, but also sitcoms that may go back some. So my list is peppered with my five faves and Brian did the same thing. So let's get right to it. Yeah, let's do it. Um, all right, so I'm starting. Yeah, Brian, what's, what's your, um, your number five? My number five is a classic. My number five is, is a show that I grew up watching. I remember getting home from school, getting, a, getting myself a nice little package of Little Debbie's, those, uh, those cool. peanut, butter bar, peanut butter chocolate cookie bars. Yeah. The and, devil. Ooh, and just sitting down, watching Carmen Sandiego, finding <laughs> out where she was, because she's out doing whatever the fuck all the time. And then after that ends, we got Fresh Prince of Bel-Air in syndication. Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, number five. That show is... I, I mean, I'm not a fan of the laugh track sitcoms. I think they... I don't know. They're creepy, for one, because like it's just a bunch of people who died 50 years ago yeah, laughing at shit. Like canned yeah. laughter, like no, that's just not funny. Like it, it's it's forced. It doesn't sound good. But with Fresh Prince, they did it live, and they played to the audience. And there were some, there were some episodes I know where they they broke the fourth wall. I remember there was one where Carlton runs around screaming around the set, and he actually runs into the crowd at the end of the episode because of something terrible that happens. <laughs> I forget, but I it gave me a chance to revisit this show, and man, it holds up so well. The Acting is unbelievable. The the physical comedy uh, from especially Will uh, from Will Smith, especially and uh, and Alfonso Rivera and James Avery, <laughs> and of course we can't on this podcast not talk about Jeff uh, and how amazing Jazz was in that show. How how perfect he was getting thrown out the door every single time. Yeah. Uh, not to mention the the lovely ladies on that show, Tatiana Ali, Karen Parsons, uh, both Aunt. and both Aunt, now now I know with Aunt Vivs it gets controversial. Yeah. <laughs> so I know a lot of people are not a fan of the second Aunt Viv. Yeah. Uh, I think it's no question. I think the I think the original Aunt Viv is better. Right. But I don't think the show suffered too much. I don't think she was that bad. It's just that. It's just that she, yeah, she didn't. It didn't. She didn't fit in as well as the original FF did. Um, uh, forgive me. I'm also escaping the. Both actresses' names are escaping me. Um, but some of the little de- details I loved about it. For one, the amazing use of the set. How, especially when they got into the, the larger, the second house in the after the during the second season where the living room and the kitchen were both the same stage and how those actors use that full stage when they're acting, when they, like you have them walking from one set to the other, you have inside conversations happening on, happening on one side of the set versus what's happening on the other side. It's so perfectly done. And I don't think it stands out to me as, as something that's just so much, uh, I don't want. I don't know if it's ahead of its time because it's of its time. It defined that time. Uh, Will Smith was the coolest person on TV when I was a kid. 
uh, the comparison is between him and Zach Morris. And Zach Morris is fuckboy supreme. Zach Morris is an asshole. But Will has soul and has character. And uh, is someone that, yeah, you know, he, he has the womanizing thing that he does in the show. But you, he's a redeemable character. He's a very redeemable character. God, he is. And he's not as overt a dick as Zach Morris is. I mean, Zach Morris is a fucking dickhead. So I, I, went, I went with Fresh Prince, and it was a pleasure watching it again. I didn't know where to start because there's so many episodes. So I went online, and I found a list of, like, the most memorable ones. When they went serious, they did it so well. And it, it really hits. It, it just – sometimes when sitcoms try to attack serious issues, it doesn't work. It feels half-assed. But they maintain it while keeping the comedy involved. So I, I love it. And I think it's timeless. It's, it's, <laughs> it's still really, really funny. And the serious episodes, the sixth, the sixth episode of the series, they talk about police and their treatment of black Americans. And it, it hits. It works. And it's, it's something that, of course, is absolutely still relevant today. And there's the one where Carlton and Will try to join the fraternity. There's the, oh God, there's the episode with Ben Vereen playing Will's father uh, when he comes back and then leaves. And you know the story behind that too, right, Greg? Yeah, where it came from? Or what happened on that episode? I vaguely remember that, yeah. So... Originally, it was just going to be that at the end of the episode, Will was just going to shrug off the fact that his father walked out on him again. But Will just dug in. And, you know, he there was a rumor that his father had walked out on him, which wasn't the case, which he had apparently a strict father, but a good relationship with him. And he just dug down deep to just find his own pain in this and he just started crying on set and James Avery hugged him and it was just it wasn't Uncle Phil hugging Will it was Greg are you on your phone what makes you think that I'm talking to you no I'm I, I can see you this is a zoom call you're on your phone well I need you, light are you t- tell me are you watching the fucking game oh what, what, what would make you think I'm watching the Oh, because it's you I'm talking to. Because it's you I'm talking to. You're watching the game while I'm talking. No, We're making a no. podcast, Greg. No, I'm, uh, I'm looking at other stuff. Yeah, you're looking at other stuff. What, then what are you looking at? You totally derailed the podcast, Greg. What I are you looking at? Postmates just said they were out of salmon burgers. So I got to, like, you know, either pick something else or just cancel the order. I think I'm going to just cancel it. We're talking about the most important sitcoms of all time. <laughs> and you're sitting here shopping for fucking salmon burgers. Salmon burgers are good. You know that. Anyway. <laughs> okay. Now, hold on. You know what? Can you chop it here for a second? Because I'm going to call them real quick. You're going to call them? Yeah. Let me see if I can. Uh... You're, really, you're about to make a phone call yeah, during wow. a podcast. Yeah. And you know okay. The okay. Okay. So we'll, we'll try this. We'll see what happens. <laughs> You're really calling? 
Well, if I can reach out, because they said they have a number that I can call. All right, fine. I can see you're not listening. This is, I'll, I'll just finish my, my thing. So, yes, it was two actors sharing a moment on stage, not two characters. It wasn't Uncle Phil and Will. It was James Avery and Will Smith, the real Will Smith. And it holds up. It's still, I think, even if you look at his movies, uh, he's, he's made some tough decisions with movies recently. But I, I think that Fresh Prince stands above as his best work. Uh, even though he's become a larger than life movie store movie star, and I, I I I nominate James Avery as best sitcom father, um, even though he's the uncle. Well, you know he no. There are episodes where he tells Will he is his son, and he's also hey he's got the three he's got the other three kids. Right. I, I still think he's he's one of the best. He's not he's not perfect. But when it comes to sitcom dads, he's one of the best. That mantle was defamed by someone that we'll we'll dodge talking about on this podcast. But oh, yeah, we're gonna leave that out of it. I was shaking like Jello when you said that. Yeah. Not to mention how how great that show was ahead of its time. It's it's not. Yeah. It's I not, mean. The- no, the proof no. is in the pudding. Yeah. Yeah. You going to make that phone call now? Nah. Um, I'm wondering. Are you going to say you're five or talk about, or we'll talk about Fresh Prince? call right here. I wonder what would happen if I press this. Oh, Jesus. Oh, my God. No, I don't want to call. He's telling me. All right. All right, Greg. You're number five. Oh, man. Well, yeah. This one was tough because. My starting five is just is surrounded by other great sitcoms, but I had to end up going with The Office. Now, primarily the U.S. version of The Office, but I got introduced to it uh, when I was in the U.K. watching Ricky, you know, Ricky Gervais and that whole squad there. One thing I also wanted to mention is like a lot of our American sitcoms came from British origins too, which is pretty interesting. But The Office is one of those, and. I think you could say kind of like what you were saying before about the the no laugh track scenario. Um, yeah. I've gotten more mature with time, so some say. <laughs> yeah, The Office is awesome. You know, it's one of my favorites. Um, just no laugh track comedy, you have to really pay attention to it. And you have to really get the most out of it just from listening. I really enjoy The Office a lot. Every episode was funny. And what I like, what they did with their writing there, similar to another one of my starting five, is that the characters each could have a funny line or a funny scene that they were in. It wasn't just one character that was funny. Like, actually, they all were kind of hilarious in their own way. That's my number five. Yeah, I didn't didn't get to... I, I got into the office for a bit, but then I left it. I got kind of mad because he left Rashida Jones for Pam. I I don't know. I, I, I stuck with it, but never stuck through it. In the later years, I picked up an episode here and there, but it's good. It's probably a bench one for me. I'll say that later, but yeah. So what, what, what you got going for number four? For number four, uh, this starts 
uh, I would say between four, three, and two, uh, there's a theme of I don't want to. I don't know if you want to call it the anti-hero, but rooting for people that you shouldn't really root for. I'm gonna say <laughs> it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Boom, boom, boom. I love it. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Greg. Uh, so I chose It's Always Sunny uh, because I got into it a little late. It's a show, though, that I, I, don't, I don't religiously watch, but I'll pick it up here and there. And it's always funny to me. It's always funny in Philadelphia to me. Uh, I love, uh, I mean, the, the thing that it, it's, it's Charlie and, and Frank. That's the best parts of the show. Just watching Danny DeVito get to do all this crazy shit, whatever the fuck he wants. Uh, and then Charlie Day being the nut he is. And then, you know, the other three are 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 equally as or they're they're more horrible. I feel like the most re- actually Frank is pretty horrible, but Charlie is the most redeemable character, I think, on the show. Uh, what was that? Yeah, she's 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 deceptively ridiculous herself, too. Yeah, she actually plays a great character. I'm a number three little teaser for you. But yeah, I love it. And I mean, hey, it's it's record breaking. They always just seem to tackle tough to talk about issues in the worst way possible. <laughs> and they do it in a way that is uh, that is still funny. And, you know, I like the the improv nature of it. It feels loose. It feels it feels funny. It feels good. Um, I mean, in particular, you know, the Dayman episode is one that I love. I, any, anyone who's never seen the show, if I could recommend one episode, it's The Gang Saves the Day. Yeah, that was insane. That's so, it's so funny. They, they, go, they go into a, a, like a, like a grocery store, like a, a gas station. And <laughs> the gas station gets held up. <laughs> and then each and every one of them go through in their head how they're going to save the day. And it's just the most ridiculous shit. You learn pretty much everything you need to know about these characters from what happens uh, by, with, within their own head. And then what actually happens at the end of the episode, no spoiler. Um, I go with, I go with, it's always sunny. It's, it's just, it's amazing. It's it's amazing to me how long it's been on. Like that doesn't seem like a show that would last as long as it has. I think it's in its like 15th season now. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, I should say also before, while people are listening, we're not including cartoons in this cartoons are its own other thing. We're going to do a cartoons episode at some point. Uh, that's going to have to happen. But we're going to stay away from cartoons right now. This is just live action sitcoms. Um, Let me tell you, man, like, I'll I'll tell you where that ranks with me, but... Did you rank it so he's sunny? I did. Where did did you rank it? That's my number two. Okay. That's my, like, that's... I'd say, obviously, one of my favorites... Like, um, my humor kind of ranges a bit. And with It's Always Sunny, I got to tell you, that was the first sitcom I've ever seen white people being ignorant. You know, like, I, you don't ever see that. 
<laughs> Greg, you have li- you have lived a sheltered life. <laughs> you know, I'm like, what? What is Mac? Oh, you know, like, and you know, he's an oil baron talking all loud and crazy to that lady. You know, and, uh, I mean, you know, it's, you know, I'm like, who's gonna believe him? You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm the voice of reason, right? Because I'm used to watching this new stuff. <laughs> the gang dances their ass off. Yeah, crazy. <laughs> I was just like, and then he's like carrying oil in his car, <laughs> you know, like that's like, like crude oil carrying it in his car. It's absurd, but yeah, that, that was my number two. And um, that right. that's, I think that's a good, that's like, this is a good time to explain too, because last week we had two very different top fives. We didn't have any crossover, but I would say, so what we're going to do is, of course, there's going to be times where we both choose the same one. So what's going to happen is, like, so I chose it at four, you chose it at two. We'll have the conversation now as opposed to breaking up the conversation later on. And it can be something more that we can just talk about. Yeah. I mean, um, he, you know, when it gets to the starting five of these, there's going to be a lot of overlap sometimes, you know, and that's the case with many topics, you know. So, um, yeah, it's always sunny. It's, I look forward to that. And I just got, I kept binge watching it, like, so much. And... You know, watching uh, Frank's character, Danny DeVito, like, as a kid, I saw him in Taxi, right? I, I remember Taxi also, yeah. And, you know, like, he's kind of expanded from that, but, like, you know, the lovable, grumpy, in this case, kind of crazy, uh, <laughs> you know, owner character that he is. But it's been, uh, that show by far is one of my favorites. Like, if that's on, it's one of those where I'll just watch it if it's on right now. If I get time and I'm free and I'm looking at comedies, that's one of the ones that I, you know, look for just to go back to for familiarity's sake. For yeah, sure. it's it's a good. I like to when I'm talking about sitcoms or TV shows, I like to refer to it sort of as like comfort food. Just some sometimes you're just you just want something in the background. You want something familiar in the background, and most sitcoms, I think, fall into that for me. It's always sunny. Definitely does. It's just easy to have it on in the background while I'm doing whatever. If I'm working from home, if I'm cleaning up my room, whatever I'm doing. So that was your number two and my number four. Yeah. So now we're on to your number four. My actual number four is funny comedy that had basically two lives. Started off, was it uh, CBS or I forget what the network was, but... Um, this started off in the early 2000s. Like I say, 2003 is really when it began. But then, oh, I know. I think I know what you're talking about. And it's Fox. Oh, it's Fox. That's right. It's Fox. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, Arrested Development. And yep. that one just full of wordplay and wit and hilarity. And again, no laugh track. You got to listen to what they're saying and look at what they're doing to get the full impact from it. I could just keep watching that over and over. And every time I do watch it, I uncover new things or like things that someone said that is like a layered reference to something else. I really like that kind of referential style of humor. You know, they, they did a great job with that. Um, 2017 is when Netflix picked it up again and decided to give it new life as well. Remember it was in, um, you know, uh, in Brooklyn, right? We were like, Talking about there's a place, you know, pre-pandemic, 
that was doing like arrested development like nights where they were showing was it on the knitting factory or something like that i don't know i i I would totally go to one of those i mean it'd be it would probably be it would probably be rough i know like i know about those like there's like those quote alongs which Uh you know if it's something that i've seen a million times i'm cool with i i one of my favorite movies ever is the big lebowski and I know the thing is about those fans, they're annoying because they just, they know the whole movie. And I'm one of them, knows the whole movie back to back. But I don't know if I want to be in a room full of people while they're doing that. I don't know. I, I give it a try. But, but yeah, I, I can tolerate it. Yeah. I, so that actually was my number two. Ooh. And for the, for the longest time for me, it was number one. Uh, okay. I went a little, I went a little off the board with my sitcom for number one. But number two, I mean, it is the most, the, the jokes are so, the writing, it's so deeply woven. It's just, the writing's phenomenal. And then there's also that element of improv where they sort of just say like, all right, well, these are the points you have to hit on to keep those, those deep jokes running. Right. But other than that, they're just, they're sort of winging it. I think everyone in that cast is amazing. Will Arnett is probably my favorite part of the show. <laughs> he's just, he's so good. I love a uh, uh, Portia de Rossi. I love yeah. um, Jessica Walters. Great as the mother. I am a big, I'm a big Jason Bateman fan. Talk about sitcoms. Uh, do you remember him from the Hogan family? I, you know what? I sort of do. Yeah. Yeah. Jason Bateman. And again, one of those, like he was one of the coolest people I thought growing up in that show. Right. He was just like, he seemed like what I wanted to be when I grew up. And I, <laughs> I love, um, I love how just the way that they – Michael seems like a nice guy. He seems like a great guy doing the right thing, but he's not. And they have no problem with exposing that. Right. They expose um, all the time. Yeah. And there are times where I've watched that show. I've, I've seen every episode of that show – well, the early episodes of that show countless times. And it, we talked about It's Always Sunny and have how long of a run it had. And Arrested Development lasted three seasons on Fox. And I think the third season was even shortened. Mm. But I think that if that show had come out during the streaming era, who knows how long it would have run for. And then, yeah, they came back with Netflix. That original season four was not as good. I did re before for prep for this. I did rewatch the fourth season recut, and it's so much better. They kept the they put the episodes. Some of the episodes were originally like forty minutes, which is ridiculous for that show, and they cut it down to like twenty two, which is where it should be. It's a sweet spot. That show needs to be boom, 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 all fire. And then season five was just not that good. Uh, they cut down on the Ron Howard uh, voiceover. Like, there's not as much of that. I think that's what drives the show and keeps it going and is, it sets the tone for the show. It's perfect for it. Um, I love that show so much. I can throw it on any time. And it's it's like digital Pringles. It's like, you can't just watch one episode. Um, yeah, I like I, yeah, yeah, right. Digital Pringles. That's a good one. Tr- yeah. Trademark that one before we release this. We need to. We need to find some way to make money. Um, Isn't that, uh, your number four was my number two. 
and my number two is your number four. It's hilarious, like how that worked out. Pretty hey, interesting. It yeah. Sometimes that's just how it goes. I the. I rewatch that show sometimes and miss and catch jokes that I missed. Uh, there was one I watched recently where Lindsay's sitting on a copier and shows Michael a picture of she wants to get a new car. So she shows a paper that says, I want to get a new Volvo, Michael. And then Michael looks at it and goes, that's not a Volvo. Cause she's sitting on a copier. Yeah. <laughs> and then <laughs> And then it goes into this whole thing about Michael saying, oh, yeah, well, you only want things that you can't have. And then he says, well, you know what? Maybe you can get the Volvo. And then she looks at the picture of what she originally sent, not the Volvo, and says, "Nah, I think it's too boxy. <sighs> like, <sighs> that show is brilliant. I wanted to tell everybody, too. Like, we don't know each other's picks. You know, like, we talked briefly about the topic, but we kept our picks from each other. So, like, when we're talking about this, we're discovering, you know, for instance, which ranking they are on his starting five and my starting five. So that's why we're kind of, like, you know, you know, enumerating about this. So, Yeah, Greg, that's bullshit. This is our second time recording this. <laughs> the producer fucked up. Oh my god, that's why I see we can't even afford a producer. I am the producer. Oh boy. <laughs> and me as the producer was about to quit if we didn't record this, re-record this. He's the producer without the R. So so okay, so we went over both of our number twos and our number fours. Now on to three. On to three. My number three which I was watching just before we recorded this because I had to go through and watch so many episodes of this show again. Uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm. Ah. I don't know if Larry David is a renaissance man, if he is the second coming of Christ, or, or if Bernie. he... Or Bernie. Or, or Bernie. <laughs> or, yeah, you know, aside from that, you know, as a, as a runner-up, I would vote for... I think I, I think I'd vote for, I think I'd vote for Larry David. I'm not going to lie. I... I love it. I will I will put this show so far ahead of Seinfeld. I don't I don't have anything against Seinfeld. Seinfeld's great. It's funny. It was revolutionary for its time. Uh there probably couldn't have been a curb your enthusiasm. There no, there most definitely could not have been a curb your enthusiasm without a Seinfeld. There's no way anyone in their right mind would say, "Hey, let's come up with a TV show where we follow this neurotic fuck around." Yeah. But it's brilliant. It's amazing. What I love about it, as opposed to Seinfeld, is the, you know, you don't have a Susie Essman in Seinfeld. Mm -hmm. You don't have a, get the fuck out of here, Larry. And you don't have, uh, you don't have Bob Einstein, rest in peace. Uh, you don't have even how, you know, Ted Danson plays up his douchiness in the show, which is great. Uh, Jeff Green is amazing. Um, even, man, even, uh, uh, what's her name? Uh, Hines. Is it Cheryl Hines? Her name's Cheryl in the show. The, his wife, who eventually they get divorced, yeah. uh, she's unbelievable in it. All the characters that come in are amazing. Just like Arrested Development, the, 
interwoven plots. Besides the rest of it, we also talk about It's Always Sunny, and Caitlin Olsen plays his sister-in-law. Uh, amazing. Oh, there's yeah. one where there's they're, they're celebrating Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> and then they make a bunch of cookies for a nativity scene. And Larry just eats them, and they're like, Larry, you ate the baby Jesus and the mother Mary. Mm. <laughs> it's so great. She made, a, she made a debut on that, too. There's a great line where, oh, God, I mean, I can't even get into the context of this, but he, like, Larry, of course, is Jewish, but he's whistling a Wagner song piece. And another Jewish man, he overhears him and then walks up to him and says, excuse me, <laughs> sir. <laughs> no, you know where this is going. Oh, no. <laughs> He's, first spit take. First oh, no. spit take. This is where we'd play a sound effect if we had the money. Yeah, the insert sound effect here. But the, the guy walks up to him and just says, excuse me, sir, are you Jewish? And his first reaction, he turns to him and says, do you want to check my penis? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's so foul. It's so great. Like I said, I'm I'm torn between whether or not he is the best or worst person on the planet. I can't tell. Definitely not the worst. No. Definitely not the worst. There, I mean, there's the one episode. There's one episode where he just wears a red hat just so people won't sit next to him. He he wears a MAGA hat just so people won't sit next to him at like sushi bars. <laughs> I mean, if we're in the apocalypse, I'm sure he'll figure out a way to survive. You know what's funny with him too is like. Like I liken his ignorance to the cast of It's Always Sunny, but the difference is that with It's Always Sunny, with the exception of Frank, um, you know, they're young, you know, and like with him, like you expect some level of sophistication when you're just walking by, you know, and when he's in these everyday scenarios, but he's the one that takes it to that whole other level. Like he's the one that instigates almost like everything. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's so great the the season with Lin Manuel Miranda, mm-hmm. where he's making <clears throat> he's making the the fatwa musical about Salman Rushdie and then gets a fatwa called on him. Yeah, and then there's the one there's the one Muslim man that he he helps him in the in the buffet line <laughs> because he just wants this guy just wants seconds he just wants another helping of potatoes and everyone yells at him he's like this man is just back here for seconds he already he advocates for him and then so this guy just goes around and interviews all the people he's interacted <laughs> with and and finds these logical ways where larry was right it's so it's so good uh, everything about it the wit the the improv the acting it's it's amazing it's a show unlike any other and it's uh it's horribly uncomfortable at times. Like there's times where you know it's going to happen, you know it's going to be awful, and you're cringing the whole time. It's so good. But yeah, that's my number three. What's yours? My number three, since we're going down the ignorance route, you know, for me, Martin is the king of that. <laughs> I mean, I, especially, you know, setting the D. You know, Detroit, 313, Motown City. Just everything about it is just set up to be absurd and hilarious. And also with Martin Lawrence, you had a good cast on there. You know, um, Tisha Campbell was playing his girlfriend mm-hmm. at the time. And, you know, the supporting cast was great, too. But it was set in 
and like I guess semi real story, the building that they would show when they would you know do the rejoins, you know I guess the radio term rejoins, but when they would show like his place on the outside and stuff, my parents lived right next door to that building. In real life, you know, and I was like, damn, they live right there. And then you know, like then the story goes, hey, pass me some, will you? <laughs> <laughs> what do you pass you some what? <laughs> Woo Tang. Woo Tang. Enough. <laughs> Continue, you know, Greg. I'm sorry. I, I, I need I need you, man, you know. <laughs> I'm good. This isn't gonna work with just me. <laughs> I know. I'm good. Yo, but Martin though was awesome. Like he would also play lots of the other characters. Like he had like um, one of his neighbors was Shanene. <laughs> and um, she was just like this overbearing, lustful, you know, not great looking person that would come by and harass them, you know. Um, not great looking, just your opinion. Oh my God. Well, in her opinion, she was the best, of course. Mm-hmm, of course. Right. <laughs> you had, uh, they had guest stars on there too. It was like, you know, it was like a really good flowing kind of sitcom, that 90s, in living color type of era. You know, like, a lot of the the scene and the vibe was set around then, and they were all, like, you know, young professionals doing their own thing. Martin worked at a, he was a DJ at the radio station there, uh, fictitious WJLB or something like that. But it worked out so well. He played, like, uh, Bruh Man, which is this guy who would always climb in the window and ask for stuff. People would knock on the door and ask to borrow sugar. But he would just climb in the window, already be in your place, and be like, hey, you know, you ran out of this. You need to get some more so I can borrow it, you know? <laughs> it was just really ridiculous stuff. But uh, Martin will always be on that starting five for me because that kind of acting, you almost wish, like, you had a friend that was that funny in real life that would just do those types of scenes. But... It turned out great. That's my number three. Yeah, I watched. I watched it a bunch growing up. What what channel was it on again? I think that was also on Fox. It was. Yeah, I watched it a bunch growing up. I got to revisit it. It may be. I wonder if it was the part of that whole long string because you know there was like the WB, which then became CW later. Yeah, I'm not sure what the network was, but it was in that like you know it wasn't. ABC, NBC, CBS. It was, you know, another network, but yeah, it was off the hook. I loved it. Yeah, it, I remember it fairly vividly, but I got I got to go back and watch it again. See, we so gotta have we, you know research department. You know, what I'm saying we don't have we don't have the research department money yet. What anybody. fucking research department are you talking about, Greg? No, who are we gonna outsource this to? Dude, we don't have money. I know <laughs> there is department. I know we don't have we don't have muscle either, so we can't make people do it. Well, there you have it, folks. That's why we don't have it. Speaking of muscling people into doing stuff, be on the lookout. We're going to be releasing new artwork <laughs> oh, God. going with the podcast that I saw yeah, that looks sorry, great. It looks <laughs> great. Our it's friend, dope. our friend Barty Body Tapia, is going to come through with some really cool illustrations. You know, since he's putting in the work for the podcast, we might we have to make him our first guest. 
I think. I think uh, that would yeah. be the right thing to do. But yeah, Bari's working on it. Shout out to Bari. He's been dealing with me, threatening him constantly to get this shit done and do it right. And he showed me the first draft and it looks great. That was your three. We both talked about our twos. Yeah. So that means it's my turn for number one. Yeah, man. Let's do the number one. What you doing? What you doing? So like I said, I went off the board. I would put this show now that now that Sopranos and The Wire are both off the air. It is the best running show on television right now. And I would even say it's best right after that. Very close to Arrested Development. Very, very, Arrested Development was a very close number two. And because we talked about what defines sitcoms, uh, you know, it's a situation that you put characters into and comedy for the most part comes out. I usually am more drawn to watching dramas. I like dramas and suspense and things like that. Uh, and I like the comedy within it. Like I mentioned, The Wire and The Sopranos, those are 1A, one, one 1B. One There's great comedy in those shows, but it's a drama because it's ultimately yeah. about... That's why I gave number one to Atlanta because I think oh. it is... Yeah, I think it is... You knew I was going to choose Atlanta, Greg. Come on. You know what? That's the sound effect, though. It See? is, yeah. Oh! oh. Wait, well, we'll say wait, oh, wait, and then... We'll triple it. Oh, shit. For people to provide sound effects, just so you know what we're doing. Oh, shit. He went there. Oh, fuck. Rumble, rumble, <laughs> rumble, rumble, rumble. We'll, we'll double that. We'll play it over, and we'll, like, sync up the time so it sounds like a bunch of people talking at the same time. We need a Foley person stat. <laughs> we're not really going to do that because that's definitely going to make the producer quit. <laughs> Second spit take. Second spit take. So, yeah, Atlanta. Um, Donald Glover. Donald Glover's the genius of this generation. We talked about him in the last episode, and I've never seen anybody at the same time master two art forms the way he is. His music is un- unbelievable. Uh, his last album was a classic, and he has made one of the most important songs in recent history. I'm willing to say one of the most important songs. I would say the most important song since uh, since Kendrick Lamar, since uh, All Right in This Is America. Now, there's probably others in there. You know, yeah, Beyonce's got some in there, too. We'll, we'll save that list for another time. But it is one of the most, I think, important, important songs of the last, <clears throat> last several years, why especially. People, why don't you tell the people how they can find his music? You know, like, what was he known as? Oh, Childish Gambino. Yeah. We talked about Childish Gambino last. Yeah, that would be fucked up if I just... <laughs> that, that actually would be like an Arrested Development bit. There's a thing where Tobias is trying to be an actor, and he walks around, he's like, you got to get the Funke name out there. So he's hanging around water coolers saying, like, I don't know about this Funke, 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 saying all Funke and everything. And then he shows up for the the audition, and they're like, what's your name? He's like, Tobias. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> David Cross, so so great. But Atlanta, yes, you have an amazing cast. Uh, Lakeith Stanfield is on his way to stardom. He's been in so many great movies since starting in Atlanta. Uh, same with Zazie Beetz, who is one of my favorite actors. 
the the episode that drew me in where I was like I went from this show's awesome to oh I fucking love this show this is an all-time great and I instantly watched this episode again is the one where it centers around Zazie's character in the first season and she she goes out with an old friend who makes her feel makes her feel bad about where she is in life because this friend is successful and she smokes weed with her but she's a teacher so the next day is drug tests and the whole episode is her trying to make sure that she passes this drug test <laughs> what are you laugh? What, what's so funny i remember that episode yeah yeah and it follows her with it. She she kills it in that episode. And yeah, the first season's great. The second season is God level. The second season is perfect in so many ways. It makes it tough to think of it as a sitcom because that's when they really bring stakes in and they really they really hurt these main characters. And it it's it hurts. It it you feel for them. But there's one episode in particular, the one that's called it's called Helen where uh, Zazie, who uh, Vanessa is her name in the show, and Ern, who is Donald Glover, go to this German festival thing that she goes to every year and loves to do, and he is just not, not with it, and they break up in that episode. But it's, it's the funny parts are really funny. The heartbreaking parts are really heartbreaking, the what the fuck moments are really what the fuck. Like there's just weird shit that happens in that episode. Incredible. And you give me those three things and I'm hooked and I am, I'm a fan for life. Uh, Atlanta. I, I don't know when that third season's going to come out, but I can't wait for it. It's uh, it's yeah, it's something else. And I really, I, I can't say how great of a, of a work he, uh, Donald Glover's done, and I can't wait to he, see, hear anything he's doing. Yeah, so that's number one. That's it. I, I, call, it, I call Atlanta like like a dramedy. You know, like a lot of people calling these things now because yeah, it's so good on the drama side too. Yeah. Yet there are those comedic moments to like lift you and take you to the next thing that's going to happen. You know. And if, and if there's anybody out there that is saying it's a drama, then you know what you can do? Make a podcast and do a top five episodes about dramas and make it your number one. <laughs> Stay out of our mentions. <laughs> Speaking of which, my number one is no secret. I mean, all of my friends that are listening... I've already heard me say this thousands of times, but 30 Rock is by far you know, my main starter on the starting five. The Rock's uh, in the building. Oh, God. You got, like, the wit of Tina Fey, the quick delivery of Jane Krakowski. You got the ignorance of Tracy Morgan and Dot Com. You know, like, like they... Everyone adds their bit. And, of course, Alec Baldwin is, like, basically, like you were saying before, is basically himself. <laughs> yeah, Alec, yeah. Yeah, there we go. Spoiler, we did talk about this. Uh, Alec Baldwin just basically plays himself. He's 
Yeah, he's just yeah. not a Republican. That's it. Yeah, he's like like I got some really really sharp lines, and that's another thing when I was talking about how writers who write for the entire cast and not just for specific characters. Um, Thirty Rock is filled with lines for everybody. Like everyone can be hilarious on that show. Like it's no like oh that's the funny character coming in. What's she gonna do? Or what is he about? You know, it's like now nah. like they will all have you rolling, you know, at different times. And again, no laugh track, which means you got to listen and layered jokes, witty, uh, on time, you know, like news events and things like that. Um, and the cool thing is with 30 Rock is that, you know, Tina Fey being the head writer of SNL for so long, the premise of the show is that she's putting together a variety show and that's where all the characters come in and there's just innumerable episodes that i could recommend but you just look up 30 rock you won't be disappointed i i mean it segues perfectly because that's on my bench uh there was a time when i uh i lived in a place i had roommates and we didn't we didn't spring for cable we cut the cord um, well, I actually haven't had cable since then, but we at first didn't really go deep into streaming. Uh, I think one of us had Netflix, so we'd watch that from time to time. But for the most part, we actually had a an antenna. Uh, the only channels we got were your basic networks and then a bunch of Korean and Chinese channels. I don't know why we got those through the antenna, but we did. Premium. Premium, I guess, yeah. So we'd watch that in syndication. Uh, that and Big Bang Theory were on all the time. I'm going to cut Big Bang Theory. I'm just, eh, no. It's, it's, it's too cheap. I'm not into it. Um, again, if you like a thing, if you don't like a thing, that's fine. But I'm just saying for me. But anything else that you want to say about, about 30 Rock? No, nah, man, like... Keeping it quick and nimble, you know, 30 Rock. I just always recommend people to go see it, especially, you know, like you just want to see something witty and rapid fire delivery. If you One o'clock, two o'clock, 30 Rock, Rock. It's also um, on my bench, which is related to 30 Rock, is uh, Unbreakable oh. Kim Schmidt, who is also, that show is written by Tina Fey, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. Tina, Fey, Tina Fey is... One of the best comedic minds we have going right now. One of the best of all time. One time we will do SNL character, SNL, not characters, SNL actors. Ugh, she's got to be top five on that. She's got to be on that list for me. I mean, you know, I'm biased. Yeah, she'll definitely be in For contributions. For, for a spoiler alert for me. Yo, yo, you know how hard I'm going to cut Jimmy Fallon in that shit. <laughs> You know, you know what you know it was hilarious that time that Jimmy Fallon broke character and cracked up during a skit. Like weekend update or something? No, I'm talking about almost every fucking time. Him and Horatio Sands. All the time breaking yeah. character yeah. and Horatio Sands is notorious too. Yeah. Um, let's see, other other bench ones. Uh let's see. I'm trying to think. Jefferson's. Yeah. Um, Same. 
you know, a lot of those things, again, when you talk about comfort food, it was good in the background. So any of those like 80s sitcoms, like whether it be, you know, if you're at, you're at your aunt's house or you're at your grandmother's and Golden Girls is on, that's cool. Of course. Um, what else? There's like, uh, you know, Facts of Life, Different Strokes. Losing what else? Oh, talk about new ones. Dave. Yeah, of course. It's incredible. Uh, Little Dickie's show on, on FX. So good. Uh, there's a bunch out there. There's, I know there's a bunch of little HBO ones that I'm not thinking of right now. Uh, there's one with the guy who's in the office, Stephen Merchant, that I remember was really good. Is it a new one? Like, no, it's an, it's an older one. It was only one season, but I remember it, like getting onto it and I thought it was really good. Uh, I, I got into Russian Doll probably counts as a sitcom. Yeah. Russian Doll was awesome. That yeah. show was great. I love Natasha Leone too. Um, we might, she might be talked about next week. Great. I have on, on my bench. Next podcast we do. Uh, Will and Grace. And that one, the writing in that is absurdly sharp. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I definitely, especially, what's her name? Oh, I forget her name. Not Deborah Messing. Oh, the, uh, yeah, the, yeah, not Nick, Nick Offerman's wife. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is like that might be one of the best celebrity couples out there. Yeah, she, yeah, she makes many scenes. She's great. She's really good. Um, other ones that I'm thinking that I'm not thinking of. I know there's some out there. We had. Um, I mentioned Jeffers. I mentioned Jefferson's All in the Family too. Yeah, which came from Jefferson's came from All in the Family. Yeah, which I know All in the Family at first seems problematic, but that show, you know. It was a real live caricature. It was exposing it kind of for what it was. I've come across many Archie Bunkers in my lifetime. Queens. Many an Archie Bunker. <laughs> yeah. We said we talked about Cheers before. Cheers. Yes. Cheers is perfect. Night Court. Boom. I can't do any more because we'll get sued. I'm going to perform over it. Yeah. yeah. Hey, oh, oh, we talked about Laverne and Shirley last week. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, you know, 70s, 80s, probably the time where, like, it's just, like, so many sitcoms out there. Fuck, Tom Hanks had a sitcom in the 80s. Bosom Buddies. Yeah, you know, there's so many out there, and they all kind of, for the most, a lot of them, for the most part, deliver kind of the same thing. I love the Bob Newhart show, too. That Bob that, Newhart. That was yeah. huge. Mm. When I went to I went to high school in Western Massachusetts, lived up there when I um, when I was younger too, like junior high, high school. And one of my sister's best friends growing up lived the next town over in this town called Otis. And Otis is very small population. It's a big pond. There are a lot of woods, a lot of like fancy, yeah, a lot of fancy uh, getaway homes, stuff like that. And one of my sister's best friends, she, her family owned a store called Other Brother Daryl's. Ah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know if it's still around. Forgive me if it isn't or if it is. But, I mean, if you're in Otis and you see a place called uh, Other Brother Daryl's, then 
use code use code league starting five whopping zero percent off probably and they haven't heard it but yeah like what the fuck is that anyway uh so i guess like, that's a that's a deep bench so with with that though like you know telling the people the reference there was there were three characters on the new heart show which came out in the 90s which is also from Bob Newhart. Bob Newhart had a separate show called The Bob Newhart Show in the late 70s. And then he came out with Newhart, which was in the 90s. Now, that store's name references those three characters, Larry, Daryl, and other brother Daryl. They are the three that appeared in Newhart. And they were pretty popular characters. A lot of people were dressing like them for Halloween and everything. I mean, it was crazy. Yeah, Greg, you know one thing that's hilarious is explaining jokes. <laughs> well, no, you, you didn't even sit. And you're like, well, other than the barrels, that's all funny. <laughs> well, uh, I should like, what? <laughs> I, I should also say, I should also say, because last week, of course, we did music. Uh, we'll probably do music again. I imagine it seems like more of the topics we have are going to be music-related, so this might turn into a largely music podcast, I think. And just knowing it's the two of us, our background is music. Music is what we love. We're going to end up doing that a lot. Uh, so we did a Spotify playlist for that and an Apple Music pl- uh, playlist for it as well. For this week, though, we can't really do it with, t- with TV. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you all Greg's Hulu, Netflix, and and uh, I was said Instagram. Oh, his Instagram. Instagram. You know, I'm going to throw in his Instagram live. And HBO Max. I'm going to give you his login. So. Because you know I I have it like that. The login is uh, Sunday, Punday. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. At Sunday.com. Password is. What's the password, Greg? Nemenberger. What's that? Nemenberger. Nemenberger. Salmon burger. Salmon burger. Oh, yeah. Salmon burger. Now I hear it. <laughs> okay. Now the cuts. Dude, I'm sorry. Friends has never been funny. Say I'm it. Say it. Friends yeah. has never been funny to me. I, 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 I see how it's funny, but yeah, like I, I, that was definitely like it just that jokes don't age that well, you know? And the way it works for me is. I feel like David Schwimmer is the human personification of nails on a chalkboard. I did watch, I did actually see him. He's, he's okay in Curb Your Enthusiasm, but he's still annoying and you still root for Larry to annoy the shit out of him. He was in that too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, He was, he he was when Larry was asked to be in the producers. Forget about that. (laughs) Mel Brooks put him in the producers to fuck up the, the producers. So he would never have to play it again when the play of the producers is about purposely putting on a flop. So deep the jokes run. But anyway, David Schwimmer is the bottom. Then the others are mixed in. And then I think, I think Lisa Kudrow is decent in other things. I think she's been good. She had a show on HBO for a little bit where I think she, I remember her being pretty well. And I think she was, she's been good in movies I've seen her in. I think she's actually, if I'm correct, I think she's Robert De Niro's wife in Analyze This and Analyze That. And I think she's funny in that. 
The other ones I don't care for. I don't, I'm just whatever. That's not me. It's just whatever. Um, I forgot that that sitcom thing she had was it was HBO, wasn't it? And, yeah, it was. Uh, it was like one of the first HBO sitcoms too. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering this: the Sex in the County. Sex in the County. I almost said fuck. Wow, that's that's it's, a larger version of Sex in the City. Sex. That's that is. <laughs> that sounds like that Nicole Richie and Paris Hilton show <laughs> where they they go to the boondocks. But uh, I forget what that was. It was terrible shit. I'm, I'm I hate myself for mentioning it. Um, but would Sex in the City count as a sitcom? Uh, I don't know what it was. No, I don't think so. Because it was like it was too long, kind of right. Um, it was yeah. Just the formatting of it didn't feel like a sitcom, you know. It was like a rom-com, though. Yeah. Like, if fe- you could you could squeeze it into that. Like, if, if, if I made... If, if, I feel like if you make that move for Atlanta, I think it's safe to do it for Sex and the City. Uh, which that I'll do... I'll, I'll put some respect on Sex and the City. I, didn't, I haven't watched all of it. I've seen it here and there. It's pretty good. Yeah, it's written well. Very well, yeah. but, you know. Yeah, we're talking about cuts, though. So, um... Fuck Roseanne, she's racist as fuck. <laughs> her, yeah, thank you. No, like, the I show, I get the appeal of the show, and I get how it appeals to working class. Um, I think John Goodman is a gem. He's great in everything. But, yeah, I'm sorry. No, fuck you, Roseanne. Like, you, you know, yeah, I'm not even going to get into that. What I want to do, what I, I want to say this, too. So... Think about how many people are in Roseanne's corner after her racist shit. And remember the, the her singing the national anthem. I yeah, I remember, yeah. Yeah. How how is so everyone who is has been on Colin Kaepernick, how is that more not more disrespectful than Colin Kaepernick? Sitting at first, then speaking with, then sitting down and talking to someone, uh, a, a person from the military. I think he, I believe he was a Marine. I'm losing his name. Uh, sits down with him, and then they come up with the idea, like, kneeling is still a sign of respect. And he did that. And people are still fighting against this shit. Get your story straight. I'm sorry, Greg doesn't co-sign with that. That's me. I'm the one that's gonna. I'm the one that's gonna do this. She, you know, her whole life is her whole life. Like I don't even. She doesn't even exist to me when it comes to my starting five of sitcoms. Kidding? Yeah, so she's getting cut. She's getting out of here. Yeah. She's getting tossed, teed up, and out. Um, when I also want to say this, another to add to that point. There are, in my opinion, three iconic performances of the national anthem. Do you know which ones I'm thinking of? Whitney. Whitney is one. Beyonce. I did. Did Beyonce? I don't remember Beyonce singing the anthem. I mean, you got her halftime shows, but I don't think she. I don't remember her singing one. I'm sure she did at some point, but I don't remember. I'm thinking of two other ones. One of them is sung. One of them is not sung. 
Shaka. Shaka. Was that like not the recent one though? Because she did one a long time ago. I wasn't thinking of that. It doesn't come to mind. But there's like, when I think of these, I'm talking about. I can see the video of them. The other two is Marvin Gaye. Right. At the forum, before right. the Lakers game, there's nope. something about that. That remember it was like the smoothed out version of it. Yeah. It was the R and B version. And he had the glasses on, and the yellow from that forum court is just shining up on him. Because you know that that when you look at the '80s and, and the for, the West the the LA Forum, and That's how that, that it was the LA Forum, right? Yeah, yeah. The Forum in Los Angeles. Yeah. The Forum in Los Angeles. How that court used to shine. Yeah. It did, and then the other one is Jimi Hendrix. Yeah. So, what do all three of them have in common? Mm. Great distribution. Yes. Okay. <laughs> and all of them black. And yes, Black Lives Matter. Making my statement. <laughs> Greg didn't know I was going here. I'm totally... Yeah, we didn't record this part before. Yeah, we didn't. There's a lot of stuff that we went over, but uh, that wasn't one of them. We'll pause long here in case Greg wants to cut this. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, man, so, I'm drinking my Zevia, by the way, which is really good soda. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Zevia, since, you know, they're keeping me well hydrated. Yeah. I'm drinking Bitburger. It's a German Pilsner. So, uh, do you have any more cuts? Um, yeah, man. This one, I wrestled with it for a little while because it was actually the first. No, it wasn't the first, but it was one of the first that got me involved into watching sitcoms when I was a super small kid. Well, not that small. I was like probably like eight. But um, Three's Company, I, I watched that so much all the time. But after trying to watch it in syndication, like, <laughs> in recent times, I'm like, I can't even sit through this 22 minutes. You know, because I already know that Chrissy's going to overhear something and Jack and Janet are talking about something else entirely. And then, you know, maybe Mr. Furley thinks they're talking about even something else. So, you know, it's, it's it's so formulaic that I was just like, I see why I really loved this as a kid, you know? Because <laughs> oh, it was oh. totally So you, you like it, but it's a cut? No, I loved it, but now I don't. Now you don't. I can't, okay. I can't watch it now. I, you know, it's, it's unwatchable to me now. Yeah. Whereas before, I was glued to it, you know? But I was also eight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know, yes. I mean, there's other ones out there too. I mean, I can't even remember all the sitcoms that like that played in my house when I was younger. Oh, wait, no, or there's like Night Court. Night Court's not a cut though. Night Court is, yeah, wait, I already said Night Court. Wow, yeah. See, that's the thing is this this topic, there's so many of them that you forget which ones you mentioned or which ones you mentioned the last time we recorded this episode, and which ones you mentioned now. And of course, I was about to get cut. Where my short-term memory is is 
is not playing with my long-term memory. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, Greg, I think we did it. After, yeah, after one run through it, after all the technical issues and the, the yelling back and forth and you know, shout out to any roommates or neighbors that overheard me say, check one, Greg, I can't hear you. Um, <laughs> like, Greg, why can't he hear him? <laughs> we did it. Um, so, yeah. So, uh, Greg, do we want to tell them what the next one's going to be? Or have we decided what it's going to be? We haven't really decided yet, you know? We haven't. We floated an idea. We'll leave it a surprise. This one, if it's what I think it is, it might be tough to do because it's going to be very personal. Um, it's going to reveal a lot of our personality if we do this. We might have to push it back. I thought about it. Like, you know, third date, we don't want to, we, we don't want to throw everything out there. Yeah. We yeah. had fun this one. We got a little drunk. <laughs> one of us might be a little... Anyway... Um, <laughs> please, <laughs> please remember to rate, subscribe, review. Let us know your thoughts. Let us know what you agree with. Let us know if by chance we put you onto something, we would be thrilled to hear about it. If, Let us know. if you hate stuff we love, that's cool. You can make fun of us. We're especially me i'll take it i'll take what's coming i'm open for it bring it to me i'm ready for it we're so ready yeah and if there's stuff that you know if you don't like the fact that i didn't like certain things because i know that i mean you can get the idea now after the first two episodes that the cuts thing was totally my idea because <laughs> greg doesn't have a a dislikeful boat in his body it's like, like oh you know it's whatever the fuck yeah, man. Um, and I just don't, I don't. I don't give time. I don't think about things I don't like. So he is, doesn't even. He has zero time for haters. You can say something's not good. You can say you don't like it. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just it's again. It's just to start a conversation and to have fun with it. Uh, yeah. We're trying not to take our too, ourselves too seriously with that. Uh, but thank you for listening. Uh, again, if you need to email us, it is the league starting five at gmail.com, All spelled out. And Greg, any any parting thoughts? Any last words before we we close? Hit us up. We'd love to hear from you. Um, we're, I think, what are we doing now? Like, there's no particular schedule right now, but pretty much when the next podcast gets done, it gets done. You know. Yeah. So yeah, we haven't figured out a cadence yet. I don't know if we're gonna do biweekly, if we're gonna do monthly. Uh, at the rate we're working right now, weekly seems like a, <laughs> it seems so far away, but, um, yeah, I mean, we're, 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 it's less than a month that we're putting this out, but I think it's more than two weeks. So yeah, yeah. that's why subscribe because we're going to just try to put this out whenever we can. We want to get this to be totally honest. We want to try to get this down, maybe, you know, figure things out between the two of us and how we want to do this. And then we're going to start bringing on, a much more diverse cast of people to speak their minds on certain topics. Uh, we hope that it's more than just entertainment at some point, but we're figuring it out and this is where we're starting. Uh, so why not? Why not? I think, the, I think so. I think that's it. Cool. Y'all. Right. What'd you say, Greg? 
We, 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 out, 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 out. Yes. And remember, love each other because love starting five defeats hates every single time. Thank you and good night. Thanks.